Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. Your suffering will be legendary even in hell. Central Maine's best comics podcast by default. Hi, I'm Jackie. Wanna play? Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Welcome back. That's right. Spooky theme is back. Yay, spooky season. Even though this is coming out on the 29th of September, but close enough. Because you know how we have all those um, different themes throughout the year. That's true. We do. From all the, the times you've heard them. We uh, actually, in my, my classroom, we hung up spooky lights today. I have ghosts, bats, and pumpkins. Terrifying. And they're on remote control. Actually, to be fair, the bats in our current world, terrifying. Did you did you hear about the guy who died <laughs> of rabies? No, but I'm sure it still happens for some reason. Yeah, no. Well, no. Why did you bring up bats in our world being terrifying? Because of coronavirus. Oh, I guess that's also a reason. Because there's been a couple of bat-related stories in the, the news recently. Man or otherwise. Oh, uh, yes. True. There was one where a woman got home. And there was a bat hanging from the uh, the undercarriage of her jeans, and she didn't realize it until she heard a squeak, and she looked down, and there, there it was. It was a wounded bat. Apparently, a cat had attacked it, and uh, yeah, it was hanging from her uh, her underside. <laughs> Don't say undercarriage again. Oh, her, her undercarriage? Oh, yeah. A man in Illinois dies of rabies after refusing treatment after a bat colony was found in his home. I mean, that's on you at that point if you're like, no! Yeah. The Lake County resident from Illinois who was in his 80s and his identity has not been released woke up one day to find a bat on his neck. I mean, if I was in my 80s, I might just go, yeah, it's fine. Also, in other fun news, NASA's looking for a new transportation vehicle for to get astronauts out to the rocket. And uh, guess who's offered their services up? Well, I know Shatner's on the rocket, or he's going to be on Bezos's rocket. That's awesome. Captain Kirk going to space. No, the Oscar Mayer pe- Wiener people, the Wienermobile, oh, they sure. offer that. And then here's their, their tweet about us. Call us next time you want to ride a wiener into space. Hmm. You don't see those ads, or I don't know. No. Have you ever seen the Wienermobile in person? No. I, I have. I believe so. Yeah, I have. You, Interesting car. The way you're saying it, you sound like this is something you're proud of. Damn right. It's what? not a piece of Americana. <laughs> Great. The advertising's worked on you. You are an Oscar Mayer wiener. My baloney has uh, a first name. A wiener of the highest regard. All right. What well, well, has nothing to do with the show? But no, my wiener. Uh, no, my, my baloney <laughs> has a first name. <laughs> It's O S C A R. So, what's your wiener's first name? Also, what's its last name? <laughs> I'm not going to fall for your identity theft sham, Zach. Uh, I watched a I couple think, things this week. Next thing you're going to know, you're going to be asking for its social security <laughs> number and password to its bank accounts. Well, I don't think I really need that because I hear it's a little hard up. Wow. Da 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 da. It's. Uh, <laughs> oh, you, you used your bell. <laughs> Don't worry, the financial curve is going up. Jesus Christ. Okay, we're done. Nope. Nope. All done. All right, I watched a few things this week. I already tried to segue away from Sorry, that was not the only low-hanging fruit here. All right. Well, one of them was more of a listen. Um, I've okay. Got, I've gotten through halfway through the Batman audio adventures that HBO Max put out, which, by the way, is super annoying because I have to do it through HBO Max. Yes. And as a man who has the smallest data plan in the world, I got to be like connected to some kind of network and uh i it's not as good as i was hoping okay the first episode i thought was really promising but it's mostly the cast is basically just snl cast members jeffrey wright is batman and brent spiner is the joker this is the year of jeffrey wright it is he's everywhere and john leguizamo is uh the riddler 
but beyond that, it's basically just SNL cast members. Okay. I mean, Brett Spiner as the Joker is fun, but it's... Speaking of SNL cast members, Beck Bennett not coming back this season. Yeah, it's a bummer. I like him. I don't know. It's just, it's totally inconsistent. Like it's it doesn't know how silly it wants to be. Like Chris Parnell is your narrator and everything. It's mm. like I mean I love Chris Parnell, but it's almost not silly enough. And the actors are kind of I don't know. I think it just might be bad voice direction. Like everyone seems to be in like a different production. <laughs> like one Jeffrey Wright as Batman is clearly not in the same production, which is intentional. Like he's very like super serious mm-hmm. and he's great, but everyone else it just the tone isn't hitting quite right i don't know it doesn't quite work for me it could work if they do an additional season of i've there's 10 episodes i've gotten through five and it almost it wants to be like a more serious batman 66 and it's those two tones don't quite work no i would say they, that's oil and water it's it's okay i'm gonna get through the last five just because kind of you know what do i gotta lose like i'm literally just sitting there and it's playing in the background your data plan well i'm listening to it at work oh, okay doing some bluetooth pairing oh okay and i think i got drunk one day and renamed my headphones at work i don't know wait you got drunk at work no no not at, oh, work. Okay. I drunk at work. i think you can only change unless someone else could do it somehow but my headphone name changed one day to just like zach's airpods to poppy scoundrel that sounds like something you would say <laughs> like what the hell is poppy scoundrel that is definitely <laughs> two words that you would put together in a phrase <laughs> That's just true. I was like, Poppy Scoundrels like, AirPods. I'm like, hmm, what am I going to name my AirPods now? You're a Poppy Scoundrel, Zach. I don't know. You're a sassy boy. But yeah, it's okay. Uh, and since there, there are a few of these, but they're very short. I was trying to watch one before you got here, but you got here before I could do it. Sorry. I watched the first episode of Star Wars Visions. I hear good things. I loved the first one. That, that is a bold role for the second one. I don't know. I haven't seen it. So oh, I can't okay. Speak the to way it. you say, it, like, I love the first one. No, but... I, well, I've only watched the first one. Oh, okay, but I've also heard the first one's the strongest one. Well, you want to start off on your best foot, and I can believe that because it was really strong. It does some interesting stuff. Um, the, the pre- if you haven't, it's on Disney Plus. The premise is essentially like a bunch of anime studios were given kind of like free reign. Like, just tell your own Star Wars story. Do what you want. The real short. This one was like thirteen minutes. Oh wow! Uh, it had probably the coolest kill in Star Wars I've ever seen. Ooh. And this is on HBO Max? No, Disney Plus. Oh, Disney Plus? Uh, why would it be on HBO Max? Yeah. Disney owns the property. What, what a fool am I? So, I mean, definitely like the coolest kill I've seen in Star Wars. I'm like, that's awesome. Okay, so I guess I know what I'm doing when I leave here. Yeah, there, I mean, it was so short and it was so good. It did something very interesting because Star Wars is a very much the way like George Lucas designed it, is a very black and white world. Yes. And this introduced like a whole level of gray, which I thought was really interesting. Well, but I mean, I there have been like things like Gray Jedi and. But I've only I've only seen the first one. I can't speak to the rest of the series. But as far as the first one goes, it was really good. Nice. When's like, the, when's Mandalorian coming back? I forgot the. Well, we have a story about that whole world coming up uh, in the news. Oh, so I guess let's go from there to the nudes. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. By the way, last week I think it was last week, right? Where I dropped like five to seven Simpsons clips in. Yeah, did you get did it get kicked off YouTube? Well, I don't do the YouTube stuff anymore because oh, okay. it's too time consuming. Did it get Did you get flagged? No, because unless someone tells like Disney that I'm doing it on oh, okay. the podcast, they're not going to notice it. They were, I mean, they were short clips anyway. What Mickey's not listening? But look, I'm an adult man. But there is still nothing funnier than to me than someone getting hit in the nuts and watching that clip of Sideshow Bob just falling on that pipe yeah. to convert it to audio. I was just, because my wife's asleep at that point by the time I'm editing, I'm just that, out there in the living room cackling to myself. I'm like, 
God, that scene's funny. <laughs> that is, it so it's good. funny until it happens to you. Uh, it's still funny. Someone getting hit in the nuts is the funniest Even thing Even when in the you world. get hit in the nuts, it's funny? Look, I can... I mean, I laughed at it. I could take an outsider perspective and... So, you, like, I, my just God, it's to like help the, you through your pain and understand you're bringing others joy. Just, I know, I feel like it's like, oh, I should be, like, you know, more refined than that. But no, someone getting hit in the nuts, funniest thing in the world. Yes. Still to this day. Yes. <laughs> I don't care what. All right, what happened this week? Oh, let's talk about Star Wars. Oh, I got a text. It's probably my wife. Oh. It was. Do I need anything at the grocery store? This is basically the only text we send each other. Look forward to that with Married Life. That's basically your whole text conversation. Hey, do you need something at the grocery store? <laughs> the answer is always. But Book of Boba Fett has a release date. Ooh. Tell me more. I can. I can tell you more. I'm listening. I'm uh, waiting. December 29th. Oh, okay. So it's time for the holidays. Yeah. So it's going to be like all the kind of... It's taken that Marvel date because it looked for a while... I think it, so it might be like a live action and an animated date because it looked for a while like Marvel was going to be Wednesdays, Star Wars was going to be Fridays. With a, what they would do with a bad batch, but this is going to be another Wednesday. Ooh, double Wednesday. So my well, I think because at that point Hawkeye will be done. So I think as soon as Hawkeye is done, Book of Boba Fett kicks in. So this is pretty much saying that the shoe is the shoe. The show is now permanently moving to Wednesdays. Um, I hope not totally because Celtics opening day is on a Wednesday, and you know, got to prioritize. Oh, true. Well, I guess yeah, that's a problem, isn't it? <laughs> I already looked at that. I'm like, hmm. Tuesday record that week. And just be a week behind on the... Oh, also, um, you're welcome, everyone. Everyone got to experience some of that Patreon time last episode. Really? I accidentally dropped it uh, the day we recorded it. Oh, well, see? <laughs> everyone got a taste of it. Yeah, well then... I think I've done that twice. I don't do it very often, but I was still like... Didn't it feel good to get the show early? <laughs> then there you go. When I wake up, I, I don't listen back to the show but i am technically subscribed to the show just to make sure that everything kind of goes smoothly okay and i saw that in the morning i was like oh, damn it whatever it's too late to change it now okay i didn't mean well i also literally finished, no tiki backsies i finished the show at like 12 30 in the morning and i was just like i think i was just like overtired at that point probably yes i was just like falling asleep trying to get it uploaded but yeah so book of boba fett in december it's a regular old Boba Fett thing, but also there was that, I don't think we talked about it last week, there's going to be a Boba Fett special coming up sooner rather than later that doesn't have a date yet, so earlier than December. Ah, uh-huh. the Boba Fett Thanksgiving special? Yeah, sure, why not? All right. He's animated again, just like the holiday special. Uh, is he going to do like something like, you know, at the Moss Eisley Cantina? There's the whatever band it was that played at Jabba's Palace. You know, I think they're in the next episodes of Star Wars Visions for me, so I get to see if they play something other than like. What was the name of the band? The Max Rebo band was the one that played at Jabba's Palace. Yeah, what kind of music do they play? Shitty. You're so close. Do you know the actual term for the kind of music they play in Star Wars? Ska. Further away. Oh, I like ska, but no, I don't know. Its actual name in Star Wars canon: Jizz. Okay, thanks for tuning into the show this week. They play jizz music. If you enjoy the show, go to patreon.com slash editors no comics. We're just going to end the show there. There's no place. That's not. It's true. It's 100% true. They play jizz. That's okay. Moving on. <laughs> not jazz. Jizz. Oh. There's there's a lot of jokes. None of them good. I mean, I've seen Max Rebo's face. <laughs> Who knows what's happening there? Oh. A big long Nobody shot. likes getting that in their ears. Why? Uh, the Max Rebo's face. Ah! Chris Pratt, he's a Mario now. I saw that. And the internet hates it. 
Who did somebody told me about that? I said I'm only going to watch that movie if John Leguizamo's in it, and somebody looks like a turd. Was John, yeah, John Leguizamo was yeah, in. Yeah, he was yeah. Luigi in that um, god awful movie. Here's our cast: Chris Pratt. He's playing Mario. It's a me. I'm a Mario. Okay, interesting choice. Do you think he does a terrible Italian accent? Oh, without a doubt. I hope so. That'd be wonderful and fantastic. Anna Taylor Joy is Princess Peach. Okay, sure. I've she's been good in everything I've seen her in. Fine. Oh, that was Luigi. Charlie Day is Luigi. What? That's a good one. I like, I like that it. one. Jack Black is Bowser. CGI Bowser. <laughs> Silly, but fine. Keegan-Michael Key is Toad, so he's going to be a screaming Toad, I presume. Yes. That's just what he does. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Interesting. Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong, so original Donkey Kong. I only care if this guy's in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that terrible Bowser from before. Kevin and Michael Richardson is Carmack. I have no idea who or what that is. Well, it's all voice casting, so. Yeah. And Kevin Michael Richardson I guarantee if you've seen anything animated, you've heard Kevin Michael Richardson. If anyone ever has a deep voice, it's probably him. He's very good. And the regular voice of Mario, the guy who's like, it's a me, Charles Martinet, will have have various cameos. Boy, the internet really hates Chris Pratt. Why? And people can correct me on this if I'm wrong, but a lot of perceived conservatism, as far as I can tell. Hmm. He was definitely, he was part of a church that was kind of questionable, but. And he's probably a conservative guy, and he like he made one bad joke about voting. I don't remember what it was exactly. But most of the stuff I see around him, I think, is just perceived. I don't know if there's a lot of basis for the hatred towards him. Like, oh, he's an anti-vaxxer, and he's like, I don't know, like like anti-women's rights, anti-gay. Like, and I think the church he was was very like anti-LGBTQ. But I don't. As long as it wasn't probably. the Westboro Baptist Church. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it was that, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he said some stuff. But as far as I could tell, a lot of the hate for him is just kind of... Unwarranted? I, I don't know if it's unwarranted. I just think it's like a general perception. I don't know. I could be totally wrong. But whenever I see like, oh, he's this. I go, is he that? And I look it up. I'm like, I only see people saying that he is, but I don't see anything... Indicating that he really yeah. is. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he's a guy that gets a... Who has kind of like... Everyone used to love him. And now there's like the, been this big shift of like... We hate Chris Pratt, but as far as I can, you know, maybe I'm wrong. I could be totally wrong, but it seems like a lot of just people are like, oh, you're conservative, so you must think X, Y, Z. Yeah. You know, versus nuance. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe he's a jackass. He's Star-Lord. <laughs> he is. I don't know. I. It's one of those things where I just feel like there's there's a perception that might not be backed up, near as I can tell. But I also haven't done like the world's deepest dive on this. I'm like, what is Chris Pratt doing with his everyday life every day? It's a good point. You don't do that. No. I'm going to have some tea. All right. Sip on. Delicious. Okay. Earl Grey. Hot. Yeah, still hot. I don't know. I don't... It, we haven't seen a Nintendo property in so long. Like, I, we talked about this before. Like, a couple of years ago, there was going to be, like, a Zelda property on Netflix, and then it leaked that there was going to be a Zelda property, and Nintendo is so precious with their material, especially after, like, the Super Mario Brothers movie you were talking about, the bombs are. They're just like, you know what? No. You can't even know it's happening. The show canceled. Done. No more... What's his face? The Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no more Lou Albino. Yeah, yes, it was Lou Albino. <laughs> Do the Mario. I'm dancing. Yes. I'm doing the Mario. It was a terrible day. The best part about that show was the uh, the Link cartoons. Uh, don't. No. No. No, no, no. Okay, fine. We all know the line. Well, excuse nope. me, princess. Yeah, oh, God, that was insufferable. But yeah, apparently that's coming. Uh, I don't really care. I love, I love me a Mario. Yes. 
one of clearly like one of the best franchises of all times of video games. I enjoy the majority of the games, but I don't really care about a movie. I'll catch it when it's on Redbox. Hey, here's exciting news. I like exciting news. I know that you're a big fan of Doctor Who. The biggest fan of Doctor Who that ever was. Do, 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 I don't know. What the hell was that? I um, I don't know. Guy who's never watched Doctor Who. Yeah. Take your sonic screwdriver and shove it up your ass. Shove it up your max repo. There you go. Go Dalek yourself. Uh, as what happens every couple of years, the showrunner, showrunner is leaving. The doctor is leaving. But the replacement showrunner... Is the guy behind the reboot, Russell T. Davies, is back like it's 2005 again, baby. Wow. Yeah, why not? He's, as far as I, you know, I'm a few years behind. But time for a new doctor. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, basically, it was like when I started, I started doing a rewatch with my wife, and it has just gone very slow. It's like, yeah, well, we'll catch up eventually, and it has taken years, so I'm a few seasons behind. But basically, the guy who brought in, not everything he did was great. I'm thinking mostly of, like, the fart monsters with skin suits but he kind of did the strongest stuff as far as when doctor who came back so yeah fine bring back the guy who's like probably been able to grow as a creator been able to like have step back see what worked what didn't and come back in hopefully strong yeah great do that bring back russell t davies i'm all for it yes marvel might be in some uh legal battles well they are gonna be in some legal battles it's not even a question okay they got the money no copyright is coming up ah and a lot of heirs of creators are uh, looking for a little something something. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to pretend I can explain this whole story because it is legally complicated as it is literally going into courts, but I will do my best. You're not a doc- You're not a jurist doctor. You're not an esquire. No. I was trying to think of a pun. Couldn't get there. Nope. Something with esquire, like something like a score. I don't know. No, you've been barred from that conversation. Oh, God. <laughs> The jury's still out on it. <laughs> I hate this episode. <laughs> uh, but basically, there's um, a lot of heirs of create what? Would you say that you object to these puns? Are you going to move to strike? I'm going to strike you in the nuts. It's going to be hilarious because it's still funny. <laughs> okay. And then you're a hostile witness. <laughs> but uh, heirs to like Steve Ditko and Gene Colan... And a few other guys, like their copyrights on characters are coming up, like Spider-Man, Thor, uh, Black Widow, a few other odds and ends. Basically, copyright is coming to an end, and Disney is already getting ready to battle them in court over uh, who's going to own the characters. Oh, I didn't mean for that to open up. I'm so glad you're paying attention. I am. Well, legal stuff. At the worst end of things, Marvel would uh, essentially have to become like co-partners with the families over these character rights which could be bad for them like if they want to be like hey warner brothers do you want to do a black widow movie because we have the rights to that so they want to maintain control so they might go to court and see if they can beat them there they've done uh deals in the past with like the kirby estate of kind of like paying them that was, that was going back to like the 70s but i don't know so they want to obviously they want to retain the characters they're not going to lose the characters fully like i said a worst case scenario they, they just become co-partners with the estates but that's if they go to court, or I think what is probably the more likely scenario, uh, they just pay them. Yeah, because I was like, oh, here's your money, so we can st- we'll we'll partner up. Because if they lo- like, if they lose, then you know Marvel will lose. Like I said, they'll be shared partners within the rights of the characters. So I think a payoff is probably the most likely outcome. But again, not a lawyer, so I don't know. But also, I think they don't want to set a precedent for, like, also, like, I'm pro-creator here, clearly. I don't give half a shit about a corporation. No. This is well documented. Yeah. 
I don't know. We'll see. It's I mean, copyright ending is an interesting thing. Like Mickey Mouse had an extension. We talked about that one before and like in terms of like that and Superman. But I mean, all these old jobs that people did for creating these characters, they were work for hire gigs just like, "Hey, we'll give you, you know, X number of dollars for this and now we own it and you keep on working on the character and we'll, you know, pay you pennies on the dollar." We're going to make a lot of money and you're not. Yeah, basically. And now, you know, these estates are looking for their payout and I it's one of those things where like yeah well legally yes they were like work for hire but at the same time it's like yeah but if you're making billions off of someone's work like you hope to get a little something something a little scratch on the side i feel like true I did a very bad job of explaining the the legal scenario here but to be fair it is a legal scenario not a lawyer i haven't even played one on tv no no you haven't you know matlock <laughs> i don't know it's just gonna be something interesting to watch kind of moving forward like it isn't even happening yet, and Disney's already like getting ready to counter sue all this stuff. So we'll see. If I had to guess, I think the easy solution would just be to pay the families. Like, oh, you know, thanks for coming out. Like, here's a- you know, what? thank you, and thank you. I mean, they could literally just throw them like a few mil, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, like, Again, I, pennies on the dollar. Well, one of the other, like the the big example look at is like Simon and Schuster, who sold Superman to DC for like two hundred bucks, and then later on when they're like literally like almost on the street poor like out of money like nearly blind yeah like living in studio apartments they're like oh here's ten thousand dollars so hopefully they uh these families could do better than that but considering superman is such an unbelievably valuable property yeah i don't know i'll try and keep up with this legal case and try and explain it better because i did much worse at it than i thought i would so you need to sorry. watch some more judge judy in people's court well, i can apparently watch law and order that's coming back oh yeah that's true yeah. i don't care and then the last bit of news, because this is going to be a segue story. I like it. A video game story. Oh, okay. The Nintendo Switch, or Nintendo announced a ton of stuff, but okay. I think one of the more exciting things is coming to the Switch with a different subscription, because I think their subscription right now is like, subscription right now is like three bucks for the like the online stuff where you get like the NES and the Super Nintendo and a decent-ish library, certainly not complete, but you know, licensing and whatnot. But they're going to be adding the N64 and the Sega Genesis. What? For uh, the subscriptions, I don't know if they announced the price. I don't Sega. Care. Yeah, and and they released a list of games, and it's. I mean, there's some stuff missing, but it's pretty fucking cool looking. That's a, that's incredible. I, like I just I don't have any other system right now than the Switch, and I feel like I just like well, I'm just hunkered down at this point. Like, give me the old shit, give me the new shit. I don't have there's stuff I'm missing out on that I'd like to play, but I also barely have time to play video games. I maybe play an hour a week. And considering I'm playing Breath of the Wild right now, which is supposed to be a 50 to 100 hour game, I'm set for a bit. You certainly are. <laughs> yeah. And then there's going to be like, I want to play like all those N64 I, games. And I'm thinking when football Skyward ends. Sword and ugh. I think when football ends, I may look at getting a uh, PS5. Yeah, why not? I mean, I'll have more time during the winter to play games now, so. Yeah, I may be sneaking an hour in a week. And it's not that I even like, just other stuff comes up. Yeah. I still, I still love games, but I just don't have, you know, in college, I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to, like, come back home and I'll play, like, for, like, three hours a night or something and still squeeze in everything else. I just... I had that four-page paper to write, but I'm going to play some video games for the first six hours of my evening. Yeah. I really need to work on my rock band skills. Mm. <laughs> All right. But I guess that will lead us in, uh, to our two segments from now, because we should talk about what if. What up? What up, what if? This is one of the better ones. I like this one a lot. Yes, it's everything is tying together. I've noticed kind of like a, a pattern with the Marvel shows. Hear me if I'm wrong. They get better as it goes. Oh, yeah, and the best stuff's at the end. Yeah, so far. 
I mean, like... I enjoyed Thanos getting cut in half. Just He's like, huh. Like, super quick. Just like, zap, done. That reminds me of, like, in the last episode of Buffy, there's this big kill where uh, she's fighting, like, this big misogynist, and she hits him from underneath and s- splits him in half like that. Yeah. He's like, you don't have the balls. And then, like, splits him. Like, well, who does these days? Yeah. And then uh, Angel stands up. He's like, all right, where is He's like, oh, he had to split. Just, oh, just a good pun yes. time. There we go. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> but just cutting Thanos in half immediately. And you think about the end of Infinity War, you're like, huh. I feel like you could have been more useful than just like getting on your knees and be like, kill me. Rawr. Assisted suicide. He just sliced the shit out of him. Just yeah. zank. Boom. 50. Yeah. Didn't even give him a second look. It's like, oh, here we go. Zang. Perfectly balanced. Yes. As all things should be. Yeah. I really enjoyed this one. They're tying in all the different universes, clearly, that they created with What If. I very much enjoyed exasperated Jeffrey Wright because everything, you know, think about like this stuff, like we talk about him on the show, like I just talked about him as Batman. He's going to be Commissioner Gordon. He's Felix Slater. He's been the watcher. But in this one, he was like very exasperated. He's like, it's right there. Get get in the box. I'm not supposed to intervene, but I'm going to try. So what do you think that the, at the end, spoilers clearly, that the evil Doctor Strange is going to help him with? Uh, I mean, we saw in that trailer ready that they're going to get um, like all that cast back. They're going to do that shot from the Avengers with the spinny, spinny camera. Ah, there we go. I like that. I do like this very powerful Ultron. I also like it when he like he gets caught like essentially being a peeping Tom. He's like, ah, and he like immediately covers it up. He's like, hmm. Which also begs the question, who is he talking to? Because I can accept him as a narrator, but now he's just a guy talking to himself. I mean, he's the watcher. He has nothing else. He's also the talker, apparently. Like, this is a story that breaks my heart. Like, who are you talking to, man? Because we've acknowledged he's that. He's talking like, to you, man. You're the the people beyond the fourth wall. He's he's talking to us, the audience. Yeah, I could buy that, but now he's like an actual narrative part of the story. Who also likes to kick ass and take names. Clearly, he kicked some. <laughs> it's like Uatu's actually going to fight and inter- and like if that's him not interjecting, what is it going to look like when he does interject? Just like that weird line about him being a cuck, like, Ugh, it's kind of creepy that you just like to watch. Like, yeah. It's a weird sex joke. It's a weird sex joke in this show. <laughs> nope. Fun Ultron in this. Ultron was a ton of fun. Yeah, voiced by, uh, I think it's Ross Marquard, who also did Red Skull in Endgame. Like, oh, we need you to play villains that don't want to come back. And sound as close to them as you possibly can. I mean, Jeremy Renner's in this, and it was like, for a second, I'm like, oh my god, Hawkeye's cool. Then Hawkeye... You've done the impossible show. You made Hawkeye interesting. Give him a robot arm. That's yeah, why then, you need to make him interesting. Then you, then you kill him. Well, he actually did stuff in this, and he had it's like true. Tr- different trick arrows other than just like, this one's a USB drive, although <laughs> there was that one again, and this one blows up. Like, he actually... There was cool stuff in there. Yeah, the and there force was field. Like, cool rapid fire stuff, and like his nuke arrow, and the, yeah, he got to do cool things hawkeye was interesting the impossible i also i love that shot of like ultron just getting so big that he's like eating a universe oh yeah, he's like oh <laughs> that's great i love the two constants of this show is carol danvers is going to show up because she's in this world now and also we're going to kill tony stark oh yeah <laughs> the two constants also pretty sure they killed carol danvers she was in the middle of a planet when ultron blew up well, i don't think yeah it didn't probably end up that well for her no certainly didn't but it's interesting that they've used kind of the last three episodes to set up the, the end of the season. Like, they really are going somewhere with all this. Yeah, which I mean, I would have been fine without, but I think it's more interesting doing it. Yes, agreed. 
I also like that the um something about Age of Ultron that I don't like is I love the design of the Ultron robots because they look like the character, but I didn't I never liked the design of like main Ultron, and I like that that dude just isn't there except for like one shot. Yeah, because I never liked that design. It's Visitron. <laughs> yeah, I was like he's just like fuck it, a cape. I'll take one. I want a space cape, <laughs> a multiversal cake. No one cake cape. You said cake. Uh, well, maybe I want cake now. People, you, I just want to eat cake. Damn right. Well, who doesn't like cake? <laughs> want to destroy the world and eat cake? Yeah. So kill. So sue me. So judge me. I don't know. I like this. Is definitely one of the top tier ones for me. Oh, without a doubt. Like I enjoyed it when I was watching it, and I, granted, it's been like an hour since I've seen it, but like I kind of I've been enjoying sitting with it. Just it's been good. I liked it. Yeah. Five star. Not really. It's like four stars, but still. I'll be curious to see what this show does to bleed. Because, I mean, they could just play off in their own world, and that's fine. You can say, like, oh, it's just part of the multiverse, whatever. But I'll be very curious to see if this um, has any kind of bleed over into the main cinematic stuff. That's a good question. Like, are we going to get Uatu? Are we going to get some of these characters? I mean, there's been rumors of, like, Captain That would really be, like, the the year of Jeffrey Wright. (laughs) He's playing four different things in my world right now. He's Batman. He's Commissioner Gordon. He's Uatu. Felix Leiter, he's, he's all over the place. He's doing everything and everything. He's just like, how deep can I make my voice? Pretty deep. Mm. <laughs> he's good. I like him. So <laughs> it all works out. I don't know. That it for what if? That is it for what up? What if? One of the best ones. Everyone get a robot arm. It's good for you. Makes you cool. So from there, we're going to go into this week in video game history. Superhero landing coming up. This week in video game history. All right. 1983. Okay. Yes. I... I won't tell you. I'll tell you what it is, but you have to give me numbers. So this, the video game crash has happened. E.T. happened. Yes. My God. How many truckloads of games were dumped into New Mexico? And granted, I have a range right here. So if you get it within five on either side, I'll give it to you. Forty-three. Oh, that is way off. More or less? That's way less. It's fourteen to twenty. Oh, dump trucks worth of games. Actually, the only thing about it, that's a lot of games. <laughs> yeah. And I will give you this one if you get it within one million. Oh, wow. How many millions of those were E.T.? Two and a half. Uh, it was five to six million. Oh, wow. <laughs> Elliot. And that was uncovered later. Yeah, so there's quite a quite a bit down there. 1996. What an appropriate week. It's coming to the Switch, and it dropped this week in North America. Literally just said it like five minutes ago. I know, and I'm trying to pull back on it uh zelda no the n64 oh yeah that thing yes the n64 dropped this week in north america in 1996 oh my gosh that's such a long time ago drop drop almost 30 years ago now jump forward to 2007 this popular xbox exclusive series said this is going to be our last game of this series (laughs) halo it is halo 3 they've released other stuff since then but i don't think they've gone back to the main series cordana red versus blue those are funny they were uh, 2008. Speaking of Batman, I think this is. I think these games are stupid. It's a whole franchise, and this version Batman came out this week in 2008. The game to a younger audience. I find them wildly uninteresting, but people would play them because they could rack up their Xbox points or their PlayStation trophies. Lego Batman. It was Lego Batman. Um, I played one. I might have been the one I played, but I it was like this is stupid, and I hate it. Yeah, it's all about those Xbox XPs. Whatever it was, I don't even remember now. You're not going to get this one, so I'm just going to do it. Okay. Last one. You you dying? My contact moved. Oh. 
Should get LASIK. Yeah, I'll get right on that. Ow. Wow, that really hurts. Mm. I'm okay, I think. No, I'm not. Ow, motherfucker, that hurt. I don't know why it did that. That's the second time it did it today. This is a preview of your emotions for Sunday. Oh, yes. Okay. I just knew that Sports Reports was coming up next. (laughs) Yeah, that's why you're already crying. (laughs) Oh, my sinuses are all clogged up now. This is terrible. I look like shit. Good thing this is a podcast. (laughs) Got a real face for radio. Oh, I do. Uh, Kirby's here to console me. Isn't that right, Kirby? Yes. Okay. Easy, we're saying. <laughs> no, he's just there to drink your tears. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, now I shouldn't. Like, <laughs> he's going to lick my hand and try and get it into my contact. That's awesome. And 2009, Kingdom Hearts. Everyone loved Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. To be fair, I never played them, but everyone yep. loved them. All right. And instead of Kingdom Hearts 3, everyone got Kingdom Hearts 358 divided by two days on the DS. And everyone was like, uh-huh. How about you, you just develop a third one? Yes. And it probably came to be at some point. I didn't look it up because I never played the games. All right. Because they were like, do you want to have a big key as a sword and play with Goofy? I'm like, not really. So I never played them. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, it's not good. All right. That's it for this week in video game history. From dumping 14 to 20 truckloads of games to, I don't know, just taking a big dump all over a football game this weekend. It's time for Jared Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. I was not going to take a dump over the football game. As Bill Belichick said today in his press conference, any stories this week? (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, he showed some personality. Uh, We'll start, I guess. uh, We'll bury the lead. We'll bury the lead. We'll, We'll make that the headline. Story, uh, real quick. Red Sox uh, going into tonight. We're suck. Half- yeah, they're not doing well. They lost to the Orioles, uh, who are the worst team in the American League East. But the are they? Oh, they- the Red Sox. Uh, the Red Sox are playing pretty poorly. But remember, they just are coming out of a COVID outbreak over the last two or three weeks. So they're kind of trying to resettle the ship. But they got to be careful because they're only a half game up in that last wild card spot. It's them and the Yankees fighting for the wild card and. Uh, Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Yes, they're only a half game up on the Mariners, so look out. But their magic number coming in tonight was five, this being the 29th of uh, September. So any combination of five wins and five five wins or a mix of Seattle losses and Red Sox wins and their magic number carves down. So let's say the Sox win a game and the Mariners lose on the same night, the magic number goes down to three. But if the Sox lose and the Mariners win, like the magic number goes to like six or something i can't remember it fluctuates so i mean they still control their own fate they just got to win five games all right there you go so there's that uh anyway now to the uh the main event i can no no we can talk other stuff oh what do you want to talk media day happened for nba oh yeah whatever the round ball the round ball compared to every other ball it's football round thank you that's why no one likes that sport that's not true. It's the most popular sport in the world. No, it's not. Second most popular sport after soccer. Sorry. It's no, the most it's popular not. sport in America. <laughs> yeah, in America. I think it might be fourth in the world. Uh, I don't know. Because I think it goes soccer, basketball, that English one that goes on for like five days at a time. Cricket. Cricket. And then football. You looking this up now? Yes. Most popular sports in the world. According to the World Atlas, football is the most popular sport in the world. The sport of, sports of tennis, football, and cricket all originated from England. Football and oh, rugby, okay. Yeah, so football, 4 billion fans. Cricket, 2.5 billion fans. So cricket's number two. Hockey, field hockey, 2 billion fans. Tennis, 
is number four. Volleyball is number five. Table tennis is number six. You know, I don't believe this list. This, Basket- is-, this is the World Atlas, man. Basketball is seven. Baseball is eight. Rugby is nine. Golf is ten. Oh, wow. Where's football? <laughs> 27th after water polo. <sighs> and the heartbreak starts early. Um, yeah, media day happened. Lots of exciting things on the Celtics side of things. It was just good to see Al Horford and Ennis Cantor. Like, I just missed Horford. Like, he's just such a good dude. And I like his attitude. And Cantor just brings in pos- oh, like too much positivity. He's like, we're going for a championship. I'm like, buddy, we're not going for a championship. But I like your attitude. How uh, This list has football at number nine. Okay, great. Sorry. But obviously the two big stories are Ben Simmons. And I watched uh, Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey's uh, media availability. It was awkward. It was painfully awkward. Like Doc Rivers being like, I never threw Ben Simmons under the bus. Like, you're taking things out of context. What I really meant when I said, like, I don't know if he's a starting point guard is, I don't know. And like, it was just weird and terrible. And it was just, it was 30 awkward, terrible minutes where it just felt like someone was like scraping their nails on a chalkboard the entire time. We don't like that at all. Oh, yeah. It was just like, Jesus. Then there was the stuff with the Nets and Kyrie is the big story. And the Nets are being so preemptive to try and change the story. They literally sent David Letterman in to ask Kevin Durant questions for media availability. Just dumb, silly questions. So people are like, look, it was David Letterman. Why do people call you KD? Yes. <laughs> like, such a weird plant by the Nets. Yes. But yeah, the big story is obviously Kyrie. Um, it The cities of New York and San Francisco have ruled that if you are not vaccinated, you cannot play home games. There seems to be exemptions for visiting teams, which doesn't make any sense. I think there are a couple teams that said they won't even pay. They won't. You won't get your game check if you miss because of COVID. The NBA is unvaccinated. The NBA said that about um, any um, players that aren't following state guidelines won't get paid for games missed. So Kyrie, who could miss forty-one games if he doesn't get vaccinated, yeah, uh, could lose half of his salary and also just not play half those games which is weird and uh he couldn't show up for media day because of his uh unvaccinated status and he did this weird zoom call where it was like all the lights were off it looked like it was shot on betamax <laughs> like he's, he's like well this is really just a private matter i want to keep it that way and i don't want to talk about it. like no if you're gonna miss if you are the like clear favorites for the championship and you're going to miss half of your games like that's not you're not talking about a private matter you're talking about something major for the entire league yes he's uh yeah. he's such a diva until the earth is round there's this rolling stone article that came out over the weekend that was like oh he's liking he po- doesn't believe in rolling stones because they're round rocks <laughs> like he's liking posts from conspiracy groups about like uh the government trying to create like a network of tracking black people and it's just like what the fuck <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. He's just a dude who like doesn't seem to enjoy any part of basketball or any part of media attention. And he is an absolute wizard. He has the best handles in the league by far. Truly phenomenal player. But boy, does that guy not seem to enjoy anything. No, except for being just a pain in people's ass. (laughs) The idea is like, oh, well, this is just a private matter and I don't want to talk about it. Like, yeah, but you're talking about a huge effect yes i don't know so that i mean ben simmons and Kyrie were definitely the big stories of media day and then um 
Brooke Lopez, just one of my favorite, like not necessarily a great player, but just one of my favorite guys in the league because he's just funny. Like he loves The Simpsons and he loves comics and he loves just quote silly stuff. Him making fun of anti-vaxxers, like he's, I don't even know what the question was. I only saw the response of um, him getting asked about his twin Brooke Lopez winning for the Bucks last year. He's like, well, you know, I wasn't there. I'm not even sure if the Bucks won the championship. I'm just going to have to go and do my own research, but I'm not even really sure. Yeah, that was that was funny. <laughs> That's just, my God, what? <laughs> Robin but, Lopez it's like until, <laughs> until then, it, it didn't really happen. <laughs> I just love the. Like, what a funny shot at because both his he, brother and also <laughs> anti-vaxxers. Because you know that he, like, probably, like, preloaded that knowing, oh, I'm going to get a question by my brother, and I, I'm going to... Yeah, that was... I mean, I mean, I love both the Lopez twins. They're both, like, just enjoyable guys, but I just really love... Like, I'm going to have to do my own research. <laughs> uh, Robin Lopez, great guy. Yes. Um, middle and player. <laughs> All right, and now... Something happened, or something is going to happen. Yes. So it's here. The most anticipated matchup in NFL regular season history. Uh, Bill Belichick playing host to Tom Brady as Tom Brady returns to New England. Has a chance to be one of, like, only, he'd be the fourth quarterback ever to beat all 32 teams, or every team in the league. So, and I'm a Patriots fan, but I'm pretty sure Tampa Bay is going to win this football (laughs) game. Uh, Why would you think that? I don't know. It's just it's it's a weird and interesting week, and I think um, everyone's done a pretty good job of mitigating and and managing the circus uh, that's going around it. And you know, some stuff, interesting things came out today. There's an ESPN book coming out soon. Uh, I think it was like I think it's called Better to Be Feared. I think is the name of the book, kind of detailing some of the Patriots. Is the cover dynasty. just Belichick pouting? Uh, uh, it's, it's his normal face. I've, I've never had fun a day in my well, life. Well, he smiled today at his press conference when he walked in and said, hey, any stories you guys are following this week? Yeah, so there's some interesting things coming out, which they tend to always do, you know, before big sports events like this. A lot of, you know, trying to manufacture extra drama, not that this needed any more drama, but, uh, you know, Brady was saying stuff like, uh, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be so prepared for everything. You know, I know what the wind's going to do. I know what the fans are going to do. And it's like, wow. I kind of like, for me getting ready for this, it's like you had a really good relationship and then you broke up and then you see that person with somebody else. And it's like the first time you're really out in public and seeing them, like you heard about how well they're doing and now you like have to interact with them and you're like, you know. I'm I, I'm happy for you that you're happy now, but I'm not happy. So have you ever been? Con- I've never had that concern once. I'm not, I'm not concerned about seeing anybody in public. I'm just saying, like, well, I'm never concerned about like, oh, they're successful or they're not. I no, to be honest, I don't really keep. Well, I mean, no, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying from personal experience because I'd have to have a girlfriend first for that to ever be a. <laughs> oh, you beat me to the joke. Yeah, I did. I I was ready. Uh, so no, it's just, it, it's a weird, so I mean, the Patriots are definitely going to lose. I would say it's a pretty, I hate pick. I always, I mean, I love the Patriots, but I'm also kind of a realist, All right, but I will say, so I will say this from a couple of standpoints, the Buccaneers looked God awful against the Rams. The Rams are pretty good. I mean, Tom Brady threw for over 400 yards and like, it was one of his best throwing days and it was like. Like the only time he's lost when he's like throwing for over 400 yards, four touchdowns. He was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers leading rusher in the game with 11 total yards of rushing. <laughs> All right. So they're a little dinged up on defense as well in you Tampa Bay. You know they're coming into this hot, though. 
the Patriots defense not playing horribly. All right. They really, you know, but offensive line problems for the Patriots and penalties. But I have four Tampa Bay is still you. the third most penalized team in the league. They're incredibly undisciplined. Uh, I just don't know. I mean, I just don't think they have enough offense to keep up with what Tampa Bay is going to do. I don't think it's going to be a blowout and a slaughter. Patriots will probably score like 10 to 14 points and Tampa Bay will probably score like it's not it's going to be closer 30. than it's going to be closer I think than the score indicates. Um the Patriots defense is not bad although the Buccaneers just signed Richard Sherman so I got four questions okay. for you. Okay. Question number the first. Is Bill Belichick's legacy damaged by this game in the last year? No. I disagree. Well I think that there is there are two things here, and they can both be independently true. Bill Belichick's a good coach. Tom Brady's a good quarterback. I think those two things can be independent of each other and still be true. Question of the second. I'll do this one second. I, I think, uh, how long until Robert Kraft dies? He's, I don't know. He's in the late 70s. That's it? Early 80s. Well, Bill he Belichick's looks awful. Bill Belichick is 69. Nice. Uh, how old is Robert Kraft? I don't I mean... Jonathan's gonna hit. I was gonna say he's anyway. like ninety-seven. <laughs> no, how old is Robert? My Kraft? God, he looks. But off. no, to go back to your first question, that like, that okay. So it's it's easier. It is easier to right now take and say. I mean, Belichick's taking the worst of it here because the Patriots after Brady left because they made a didn't have a good season. Miscalculation. I think it was a multi-part miscalculation. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. I think the Patriots did want to keep him. I don't think that they offered Brady what he wanted. Plus, they weren't putting the parts around Brady that he needed. So I think those were two parts to it there. But he, Whatever. It's a longer conversation than I want to have. Yes. But I have thoughts. All right. And then I guess the third and final question. You said there were four questions. I know. I'm combining them. Okay. Uh, Robert Kraft is 80 years old, by the way. His net worth, $8.3 He still looks awful. Um, question the third, which is also the question the fourth. Should the Patriots get rid of Belichick, and should they just blow the whole thing up? No and no. Okay. No and no. But I think, you know, there's less football in front of Belichick than there is behind him, clearly. I mean, there were some rumors, especially, by the way, here's a picture of, like, I don't know when, I'm trying to figure out when this one was. Don't show me his handjob photos. No, but this is, like, one of his recent girlfriends. Oh, for God's sake. I don't think there's enough Viagra in the world for him to be doing anything with her, so oh. she's probably fine. Uh, what was it? The Orchids of Delight Day Spa or whatever it was? What was it? No. I Listen, I, it's very easy to have an anti-Belichick narrative because of the fact that the Buccaneers went on to win the Super Bowl last year and Tom's first year there, but that was a team loaded with talent. Patriots, not so much. People forget that the year before Brady left, they'd won the Super Bowl. Like, I think anyone forgot that. No, I mean, they won six Super Bowls, and to be honest, I mean, the reality is, and I know you're going to hate that you, I'm going to kind of echo what a controversial figure said, but it's the truth. Probably four of those are because of the defense. Talk about that OJ video you Well, no, but watch? I also, well, yeah, but no, I had the same opinion before I listened to Juice slice it up. <laughs> so, um, that was really poor taste. I'm sorry. No, I... I mean, the Rams-Patriots Super Bowl, that was a defensive game. That was the defense. The offense didn't do a ton. I mean, not saying I'm not diminishing Tom Brady's role in it. But, I mean, Belichick has also made some more 
it's easier to find more fault with Belichick and say um, because he forced him out. Okay, so there's a Latin phrase post hoc ergo propter hoc after it, therefore because of it. So what if Brady had left and went to Tampa Bay and they were terrible and they didn't succeed and the Patriots did okay? Well, it's one of those th- like I'll, let's use a Celtics analogy. Like Danny Ainge gets rid of uh, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and that becomes Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Yes, he took it. He got rid of some franchise like what guys who were like beloved. But it turned into something versus Belichick was like, let's get rid of Brady. And it turned into Jared Stidham. Yeah, because he want, he, because he wanted. He, so he took a gamble and he he lost. Is really well, no, the difference. He, he really, really wanted it to be Jimmy Garoppolo. And it didn't happen. So when it didn't happen, they sold the farm. And that was part of that was Jimmy Garoppolo. For and, nothing. No, for a Super Bowl, for the the what they the moves they made with Garoppolo especially helped build help set the foundation for that Super Bowl win. And when Belichick says we sold everything to make that happen, I mean a lot of that is he's talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, like, but who would have been a good replacement? Have been a fantastic replacement. He was going to be the guy, but Brady had enough staying power and enough sway and influence with the Kraft family to override Belichick. More often than not, and this is here's the thing. You know, I meant to cut this short, but I just keep on poking questions at you. Yeah, but here's the thing: more often than not, over the years, Belichick has gotten it right when he's moved on from a player who's at their peak or close to their pro- like. And usually, more often than not, the production falls off. That being said, yeah, he missed with Brady here. I think there's some there is a little bit of merit to how he still treated Brady like everybody else. And you know, there I think was they some- should blow the whole thing up. Well, what is it to blow up? They have a, They really do have a really good defense. Their struggles are on the, and their struggles aren't even really at quarterback. I know Mac Jones threw three interceptions, but one goes off John New Smith's hands that he bobbles three times. He juggles like a clown on a unicycle, and it ends up, you know, in the Saints. I mean, they only. I mean, the Patriots weren't. I mean, they had a chance late in the game. The Patriots should be two and one, if not maybe three and zero. Oh. But they're not. But they're not. And like Belichick always says, your record indicates who you are, right? But the the pieces and the parts are there. This team does remind me a little bit of the 0-1 Patriots. Mac Jones is not bad. He really isn't. The problem is he just doesn't have time to throw. I mean, he was under immediate duress after every snap. That offensive line is just absolutely ravaged right now with injuries and, and just not a ton of talent tackle to tackle. Broken ribs. Yeah, I mean, those hurt. <laughs> you ever have a rib injury? Not really. I've had uh, di- I've cracked my ribs. I've had a dislocated rib. I cracked my sternum because I was trying to push a fart out, and now it, this is permanently just fucked up. Oh well, no. But if you, I've cracked, <laughs> I've dislocated a rib. You want to talk about the most like, incredible a big bump here? Yeah, I'm not touching it. <laughs> uh, I was trying to push a fart out. <laughs> well, that's that's on you, man. <laughs> it was. It does exist. It's a thing. But the thing with ribs too is like you don't realize how much they move every time you breathe until they are hurt. Like, they're always just constantly. But anyway. We have spent enough time on this. I'm all no. done for your losing team. I think we're going to lose again. Bucks are going to win. I think it's going to be something like 28-10, 28-14, something like that. Two to three score game. So a lot. It's going to be closer than the score indicates. Really is. Okay. I'll be here next. <laughs> this is the most. This is the longest sports reports ever. That wasn't about the NBA. How dare you? <laughs> all right. Let's go to the reading corner. Uh. All right, uh, as Halloween is right around the corner, the spookiest month, just thought we get a head start on it because we're going to have yeah, 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 yeah. at least one week where we're not doing it. 
maybe two. Sounds like more likely one, just for scheduling reasons. But we're going to dive into a spooky-ass Jared's Reading Corner. It's Jared's Reading Corner. <laughs> we are kicking off the house. Ha- you sit back. <laughs> you sat down and you came back up. I'm introing this as I always do. Okay, I was excited. What are we doing this week? Do you like spooky main islands? Yeah. A couple of years back, son of Stephen King, author in his own right, novelist, comic book writer, short story author, Joe Hill was given his own line of DC comics where he was going to just write spooky stuff like it was back in the old days, like it's the EC comics days before the code when you could just be chopping off heads and... Calling women the c-word. Man alive! That this, re- I mean, yeah, I know Joe Hill is Stephen King's son, but it reeked of Stephen King. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, this dripping with Stephen King. It's like half, yeah, half Stephen King, half EC horror. But I mean, it's certainly its own thing, and I don't want to take away from him as a writer. I've read a good chunk of his stuff. Uh, comics wise, I mean, uh, Lock and Key is an amazing series. Um, I didn't really like the Netflix series and fell off after like three episodes. Whatever. But I mean, I've read Lock with an E. I've read uh, the the majority of the stuff that he has put out in novel and short story form. I will tell you, and this pissed me off. I did the audio book for um, his book, The Fireman. Yeah. And they go through all the credits like, this has been a production of like whoever the fuck. And, and uh, Kate Mulgrew, uh, Captain Janeway reads it. She, she yeah. reads a couple of his books. Uh, she also can't pronounce any main towns. And she pronounced frap, frappe. What's a frap? <laughs> Go back to the Delta Quadrant. Frappe. Like, no, we don't have frappes. We have fraps. Yeah. Come on. I know that we're close to French Canada, but still. Frappe. But so they go through the whole, like, this has been a production of Simon and Schuster, whoever the fuck it is, like narrated by Kate Mulgrew. And then there's a post-credit scene. It's like, you son of a bitch. That's awesome. <laughs> you stuck a post-credit scene in an audiobook. I love it. <laughs> oh, I hated it. I was so mad. I was like, well, I wasn't ready for this. I'm surprised that you listened like, through all the credits. I know. Thank God I did. It was just like I was on a, I remember I was out for a walk with the dog in the woods and it was just like, whatever. Like, I don't feel like switching it right yet. And then there was a whole post credit scene that like added this whole other thing to the book. I was like, oh, screw you, book. Uh, not what we're here to talk about, though. No. Um. So, yeah, this this was the first series that came out. There were like four books coming out simultaneously, something like that. This first one was called Basket Full of Heads, written by Joe Hill with art by Leo Max. Imagine it's kind of a pen name. Didn't look into it. No. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he follows. He used to follow me on Twitter. Maybe he still does. Maybe no. he still doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you can answer that. Anyway, this gonna, was. I'm not gonna look. This was fun. Know. This reeked though of like again such Stephen King influence. I will also say because this is a relatively new series within like the past two years, uh, we will not we'll talk about details certainly, but will not spoil the ending or things of that nature. Yeah. So like. Seven issues, whole thing. Yeah, here and really, they're not full issues. It's like half issues because there's a secondary story attached to the yeah, in the book. Some of them, the Sea Dogs, which were also a horror show this year. But anyway, but um, actually, I think they played pretty well. I have no idea. I have no idea what minor league affiliate the Portland Sea Dogs are doing. Yeah, good point. Anyway, I'm gonna throw a title at you, and I want you to tell me. Yeah, I can see some similarities to this. Jaws. No, Storm of the Century. Remember that TV I have miniseries? Seen Storm of the Century. There was like a, like, it's like Storm of the Century, but at the end of summer. Do you know when Storm of the Century came out? 99? Yes, or right after the ice storm. Yes. Yeah. Seems <laughs> like it was on it was on the mind. Give me what I want and I'll go away. Uh, the basic premise of this story is we have a, 
This is in the 80s. We have a young girl, June. Yes. She's in love. She's on uh, Brody Island. Yes, coming down to see her boyfriend. Which, by the way, I guarantee, like, we're talking about a summer town and with tourists and something called Brody, and there's an island. I'm like, this is Jaws. This is just Jaws reference. Yeah, but I think it's also like it's not kind an- of the fact that entity, but yeah, we got the fact that you can drive onto the island and there's like a, a bridge. It made me kind of think of like Deer Isle. Yeah, I mean it's something off in Casco Bay. Yes, uh, well, Deer Isle is in Penobscot Bay. Well, this where it was because they were talking. Also, oh, like, right, because it was near like, Biddeford. He was talking about Bates and, and like, yeah. Saco and yeah, anyway. Scarborough and all that. So yeah, I think it must be in Casco. This fictional island would be in Casco Bay. I'm just trying to think of like an island that has a bridge or a causeway that gets out to it down there. And Cousins Island would probably be the closest. Uh, yeah, probably. Of. Anyway, it doesn't matter about the main geography. She's down to visit her boyfriend who's finishing up his summer as a an island safety officer, uh, a cop, a cop, only doing more like you know traffic tickets and. Uh, you know, helping people park and things like that. But she's down to kind of celebrate the end of the summer and some prisoners have escaped from the Shawshank work gang. There you go. I was like, oh, yeah, there's more Stephen yeah, King right there. Connection. And they're, um, the only thing that was, that was a little bit funny is they called it Derry County, and Derry is a fictional town in Stephen King world, which is a fill-in for Bangor. Yes. But it's like, it's not a county. It's a, it's a town. Yeah. And I mean, Derry's well, well, there's where it takes place. Well, okay, let me backtrack. I guess it could be a county because we have Cumberland County and also Cumberland the town. So I guess yeah. you know what I'm speaking out of turn. It could be a county. We have Penobscot County and we have the Penobscot Reservation. So I'm talking out of my ass. You are. You absolutely are. We don't have a town named Sagatahawk though, so don't worry about that. There's a Lincoln County and a Lincoln Maine, but they're in different parts of the state. Uh, anyway, no one cares about Maine geography. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just cycling back to that. So pretty much the story revolves around there's a hurricane coming in and these prisoners have escaped and the uh, June and her boyfriend are staying at the chief of police's house. With- Who has a Viking axe collection. Yes, he <laughs> does. Maybe a magic Viking axe collection. Yes. It's magic. It's so- a magic axe collection. But it really centers around June when the, uh, the Shawshank prisoners break into the house of the police chief and kidnap her boyfriend, uh, leave a bloody finger behind, and she has to find out what happens next. And in the process... Just starts whacking heads. Starts whacking heads. Just whacks them. But the heads keep talking. And they even bring up the fact, it's like, what am I breathing? Like, there's no oxygen. I don't have yes. lungs. How could I talk? Like, it's fucked up. It is. Is that a magic axe? And she's like, oh, I don't probably. know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> could be. Probably a magic axe. We're not going to talk about it. Because I also love that it just... Sometimes I just love a story when a thing just happens and you go, why is it happening? I don't know. And I don't care. And you could say, like, well, it's like lazy. There's not an explanation. I don't always want one. Sometimes I'm just fine with magic axe. Yeah. Why is it a magic axe? Vikings. But what I... Vikings did it. What I also, like, again, it's just, like, how much it dripped in, in, I mean, felt of Stephen King. There were some, like, basic, traditional Stephen King characters the guy who on the outside has like the wholesome family business is the church going guy, but deep down he has his own demons. Yeah, a big theme of this story is everybody sucks. Well, especially which is, in Maine, everybody sucks. <laughs> which is also, which is also kind of the, a common theme in um, Storm of the Century and a lot of Stephen King books and novellas. So with this writer, um, this is just a weird side story. We had the same math teacher. Okay. And this is a weird brag that he had. He's like, oh, like, just to get Stephen King's signature, I sent home a math contract for, like, the parents to sign. 
It's like, I've never done that before. I've never done that since. It was just purely to get Stephen King's autograph. What a weird flex. Yeah, he, yeah, he was kind of bragging about it. I'm like, it's just fucking weird. It is. Like, you know you what? Probably you're... see him at a teacher, teacher parent conference. Yeah, you're the perfect. You're you're the perfect <laughs> example of of a, a Stephen King character. It's just like, oh yeah, I sent home a math contract, like a math contract. Yeah, but she just totally made. Like, you didn't care about any other kid. He's like entirely designed to get Stephen King's autograph. I'm like, so yeah, um, me and Joe Hill had the same math teacher. I think it was him. It might have been one of his siblings, but I think it was him. Yeah, I think that <laughs> we learned algebra the same way. I enjoyed it. There were nice little subtle twists along the way. It kind of kept you guessing a little bit. It kind of set things up. The cliffhangers were well-timed. It was a fun read. It moves at a pretty brisk pace for seven issues. Like, Well, so- I think the third one is like only like four or five pages. It's quick. It's more than that, but yeah. It, it, it does. It moves along at a good pace. There's one that I read. I was like, holy crap, that was it? That was that that quick? Yeah, I, I think it was the same one I did. I'm like, did I miss something? I'm like, no, yeah. I didn't. No, I... The characters are fun. It's fun to follow June around uh, and her journey and kind of her growth. But it's all that, you know, one night in uh, one night on a spooky island in Maine. It's also we're kind of because there are very silly elements like you have literally like a basket full of talking heads. And it's not like, is she hallucinating? Like, no, they're doing it. They're, oh, talk- yeah. they're talking heads because of a magic Viking axe. Our house. But um, that was the talking heads, right? Is that the, I can't remember. Who does that song? Pretty sure it is. I can't even other Talking Head songs, as I have a number of their albums. I can't remember if that's theirs or not, though. But we are kind of also glossing over that this story is also super dark. Oh, yeah. Like, there's... It's burning down the house by the Talking Heads. Anyway, sorry. There's suicide and uh, sexual abuse and, like, all these other, like, things that are you're just, like... Oh, ha- like it's fun and light, but then like sometimes there's some it, real dark stuff. It takes these hard turns. Pushing a pregnant woman downstairs. <laughs> yeah, stuff. <laughs> the term crotch goblin. Yeah. So, I guess if there's a theme to this story, it's men suck. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. I mean, there's there's that theme to it, but I also think like another key theme. Again, it just it was like, I mean. Could have been ghost written by Stephen King for at this point because this is how much it follows the script. I remember, I think it was a short story that he did. I can't remember which collection it was. Um, he just talked about like he's acknowledged like some of the stuff. He's like, yeah, no, I just like I kind of like take this format from my dad, and but he's also like, I, I certainly don't want to um, kind of knock him down to that level of a writer. Like he as a writer and i'm just speaking kind of purely to novels here he seems very interested in kind of like grungy like degenerate kind of like punk rock kind of like low lives and telling like their story and something that i think he does a very excellent job of and this is again just talking novels compared to the story is he will get characters into what i think into these situations where you're like i can't possibly imagine how you can get out of this situation but i can also f- very clearly see that there's like another like 25% of this book left. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, just, that's a real strength of his is he just backs his characters into like the hardest of corners. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what the out here is. And he does it and it's really good. And I think that's one of um, his strengths. I like him a lot as a writer. Yeah. The out in this one was kind of interesting. There's one part that I didn't uh, fully get and we could just kind of say like um, June finds herself at the bottom of some water and then there's some zombies. I'm like, fuck these come from. Yeah. Is this like a whole zombie filled bay of zombies? Like- <laughs> that was the only part of the story. I was like, where did these zombies come from? 
Unless it was like the police chief had killed a bunch of people with the magic axe and had thrown them into the water. I don't know. I don't know where they came from. There's just zombies at one point. They were there. And, you know, it, they don't really add anything to the story. They just kind of confused me. Yes. There's just zombies at one point. And only for really one scene. Like, oh, hey, guys. Yeah. I guess we won't see you again. No. It, it had a different twist at the end than I expected, which was fun. But, I mean, it wasn't like a huge twist. It just wasn't the twist I had expected. Because there's a couple of points you're like, okay, I, this I is what's going to happen. I kind of saw the like the last twist. I was like, I knew that was coming like a million miles away. Yeah. I, I don't want to spoil it here, but I was like, yeah, no, of course. Because, you know, everybody else sucks. Yes, so, that's true. So everybody sucks. Yeah. Everybody sucks. A lot of people die. Well, kind of die in this. Just getting heads lopped. Yes. I don't know. Uh, for a Halloween read, for a nice spooky read, especially for something kind of newish, I liked this one a lot. Yeah. Thanks. I aimed it away from you. I'm like, when you fart, you aim at me. <laughs> you can't even deny it, can you? <laughs> I don't think about it, but then, yeah. I'm proud of you for growing up. You're maturing. We don't mean to hold it in. You can't hold that. It's toxic gas. I'll hurt myself. Great. I might bruise my sternum. <laughs> yeah, don't push it out. Yeah, okay. exactly. Let me let me tell you. I didn't. Up, that was you end up with all this like this weird bump. That was free flowing. It, it went naturally. I like this one a lot. Yeah. No, I I thought it was a, a blast. It's brisk. I like the art in it a lot. I think the art does a lot of the heavy lifting, especially like we're going for that like old school like EC comics horror vibe of just like you know we're lopping off heads, but it's fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I like this. Um, it's quite enjoyable. I definitely recommend it. I haven't read all of this line. Like I said, I think it was like four books. Was it like Hill House Comics or something like that? Or? Yeah. And, um, he, you know, it, it, there's blood and cursing and like DC's putting it out. But like if you, you know, you want to get real salty with your language, go for it. Have at it. No, it's a highly recommend. All right. That is that. We're going to move on from there to letters to the editors. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always dead. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. If you want to ask us your own questions, you can. We'll answer them here. On the show. Yeah, if you're just joining us. Yeah, if you're, coming, if you're tuning in late. <laughs> yeah. We'll answer your questions. How do you do that? You send them into editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. Ask whatever you want. Yes. Uh, we're good for like two more weeks. Okay, so. perfect. <laughs> um, we got this week and next week, and then I'm out again. So if you guys could send in some more questions. Load up them questions. We're getting to be that time of year. Because <laughs> I got two. All right, what do you got? Uh, I'll give you the choice. Do you want to go with something that the internet was doing this week? Or do you want to go with a podcast question? Let's go with a podcast question. Actually, no, it's the state topical. Internet. Topical it is. Because if we don't, then the question won't work next week. We can always come back to the podcast question. The short question, or not short. I don't know. I said short. I think I'm saying the short version. Nothing on this show today has been short. <laughs> no. Uh, you want to talk about Belichick some more? No. <laughs> like, kind of. Yeah, I could. <laughs> uh, this was a trend, trending Twitter topic this week. Who would win in a fight? The X-Men or the Avengers? Oh, yeah. I saw that. Whoever the writer needs them to win. Good night, everyone. There you go. That was easy. Yes. Well, I... I actually I have a thought of why this is kind of an impossible question to ask because that's too vague. Yeah. Because even if you said like, well, we're talking about like the movie Avengers versus the movie X-Men. Like, okay, so but like what form of that are you talking? Even within those two things, there's variations on what team roster is, what power levels are at the time. Like there's no way to – it's too vague of a question. I think it's kind of where I come down at. Like are we talking, you know – 
let's say we're talking height of the X-Men popularity, like when they're going off and doing the Dark Phoenix saga and they're going into space. So do we have like the Dark Phoenix version of Jean Grey where she's just blowing up planets by flying into them? That seems pretty devastating. Well, they bring Captain Marvel in. She's not blowing up planets. No, she's she's not. <laughs> so I Adamantium th- versus uh, Vibranium. Yes. For me, the question, it, it's too vague to say one or the other because you have to be talking. You got to give me give me an era give me a roster if you want to compare rosters i mean the i already said the ultimate answer is whoever the writer needs to win but it would really be need to broken down by roster say like well okay like i don't i don't even know where i was going like the current avengers team versus like the last x-men team like i wouldn't even know where to start with them like well like what would count as like a current avengers roster are we talking like end game are we talking about like where sam wilson is captain america now or with even X-Men, like, are we talking, like, the Apocalypse crew? Or are we talking the stuff like the end of Days of Future Past? Like, it's all over the place. I don't, it's an impossible question, unless you break it down. But I could play devil's advocate, and I wasn't planning on this. All right. But you give your answer. I mean, if you're just kind of, like, from a cursory glance at it, the X-Men have two people that are telepaths, all right? So the mind control piece with Professor X, I mean, maybe, you know, he could call in Magneto and be like, hey, Magneto, guess what? You know, these guys are trying to kill mutants, and he'll show up. That takes Iron Man out of the equation, right? Spider-Man, he's going to be able to hold his own a little bit, but, you know, Captain America versus who? Cyclops? Like, kind of looking at, like, the one-on-one matchups, right? If you think, like you said, let's take a look at some of the one-on-one matchups. So who's going to really match up with Professor X? Nobody. Who's going to match up with Jean Grey? Nobody. So they're at a 2-0 advantage right away. We can, I mean, there's been two X-Men versus Avengers series. Uh, to be fair, I have not read the first one. I think it was a... Or did I read it? Did I read that? No, I read Fantastic Four versus X-Men. I don't think I've read Avengers versus X-Men, the first one. I think it was a no. four-issue series. I haven't read it. I think. I might have. Uh, but we can go with like the 2012 series, which is bad and doesn't really answer that question, really, because it kind of goes away from like they're fighting over this uh, girl named Hope, who might be the Phoenix Force might come into her. And they have this whole big back and forth. But then there's even weird power levels of that. Like Colossus has like juggernaut powers at that time and turns into like a big demon. And then the Phoenix goes into like five members of the X-Men and they just wipe the floor with everyone. So like, yeah, sure. I guess if like five of them get the Phoenix powers, the X-Men win. Yeah. I do my favorite panel from that is um, Emma Frost like goes into her diamond form and punches Tony Stark. And I don't remember what the exact text was. It's like, you know, like. Uh, like diamonds like her diamonds are worth like x number of dollars and like stark technology like the stark suit is worth like x number of dollars like this is the most expensive punch ever thrown that's impressive <laughs> yeah. something like that it was a really good line uh beyond that the series kind of sucked again like thor who's like thor and colossus maybe going at it like again you gotta look at the one-on-one matchups and i think the one-on-one oh, matchups thor would win that one what Thor would win that. He'd win that one. Unless it's Colossus when he has the Phoenix Force. And there then you go. probably Colossus wins. So, I, I mean, you look at kind of the one-on-one matchups, I feel like more of them maybe favor the X-Men. But, I mean, then there's characters like, well, and this came up in that series, so it's not like it's an original idea. Like, Wolverine, he's a he's on the X-Men, he's on the Avengers. Same with Beast, same with, an, I don't know, those are the first two I can think of. But, like, where do they stand? Are they on the X-Men side? Are they on the Avengers side? It's Again, it's whoever the writer needs to win. Yeah, and we're, and I just, think that you. I'm. I'm with you. It's an impossible question to answer. Yeah, unless you're given like specific parameters of like this is your team, this is where they are like in their development. Like it's not that straightforward, or because everyone like loses their powers or gets like extra powers or whatever the hell. I'm like Austin Powers, <laughs> he just dances his way through everything. Yeah, baby. All right, just yeah. has sex with everyone, well, including a robot. 
there are plenty of robots. The sex with Jocasta giving him it, it's a robot Avengers character. No, I have not. <laughs> Makes her blow up. All right. Well, no, I, I, it's a that's a difficult question to answer. I'm it, not smart enough. It's just one of those silly internet questions, and people like, or you know, is, get getting so irrationally upset about it. It's like, eh, it's, You're out of your mind. How could you ever think that about this? Well, easy. It's true. Well, it's like if it's every character at the peak of their powers for every roster, and some of them can duplicate each other to be on each team. You know who wins? Conor McGregor. He goes in and fights and wins. <laughs> he, he throws a chair at your bus or something. That's true, and then breaks his leg. <laughs> I think he just got the. I think he recently got the key to the city of Miami. Why? A Florida man, dude. Just similar to the uh, video that was circulating the internet today of a guy capturing an alligator with his trash can in Florida. I mean. Peter Parker had cosmic powers once, and he's an Avenger. Does that mean he wins? I hear that. You can't answer the question. It, nope. is, it is impossible. Even if you say, like, everyone at the peak of their powers, I have no goddamn idea. Whoever the writer needs to win. There you go. Smart answer. Well, no, what a wishy-washy answer. But it, it's, no, it's, I agree. it's, it's the truth. wishy but, you know, it's the best one you can come up with. Yeah. There you go. No. All right. That it? Yeah, we're done. Okay. If you enjoyed the show, go to patreon.com slash editorsnotecomics. And for a dollar a month, you can get the show the day we record it, unless Zach has another brain fart and just releases it to the masses a day early. But hey, that's the if you liked getting it when it was supposed to come out early, then... That was just a free preview. It's not happening. Yeah, there you go. It won't that, happen this week. That's that's called dollar baiting. So he's trying to get your money. Do it. It's help support the show. Help uh, bring in great content. And you know, if we save enough money, maybe we can get you know legitimate guests. No. No Simpsons clips this week. No, so we don't have to pay any <laughs> copyright crap. So uh, we got that going for us. Five dollars a month. There you go. Oh no, see, then you got to put one in. No, I don't. You I'm, just I did refuse. It. <laughs> I'll throw on the Captain Planet theme instead. I no, I won't. No, I'm, don't do that. I'm not going to find it. This episode's long enough. Yeah, five dollars a month gets you the show uh, a day early. Plus, you're a Duke or a Duchess of the podcast, and we'll praise you effusively throughout the yeah, show, say incessantly. Yeah, you got to give me credit for using effusively correctly in a sentence. It's an English human word. English human word. Good job. I'm proud of you. I don't need to praise you for just using the English language Did you say praise or upraise? I don't know. Five bucks. Wow. Not the word. You. I know. (laughs) I feel valued by you for the first time in my life. (laughs) You can can do a lot with five bucks. You can buy a scratch ticket. You can buy... Five coffees at Cumberland Farms. Which is what you'll get me for Christmas. And then if I win, you'll ask for a piece of it. And I'll go, no. No, I'm, I'm growing, out, growing out of that. Unless you win a big. I'll just make sure to get you a cheap scratch card. So like, <laughs> I can only win $5. I'll give, yeah, exactly. There you go. That's what I'm valued at. You son of a bitch. Uh, and you're on the uh, social media on Twitter at Editors Note Comics. Yeah, sometimes I tweet. Sometimes I don't. True you do. Right now I... I'm more an adult right now. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe tonight I will. Maybe Bas- tomorrow I will. Basketball season's around the corner. I try not to, because I think I'm more there. My presence is known more for comics, so I try oh. not to tweet about basketball that much. It's like I'm just trying to cater to an audience. That's fair. Get ready for a flurry from me on Sunday night, baby. <laughs> just for a man to get sadder and sadder. Oh, no. That's been the last 36 years of my life. What are you talking about? Uh, next week. Uh, and that's that Junior Rich. Thanks for plugging oh, me there. Sorry. Next Dick week head. we're back. Maybe it's Bond. It sounds like it's probably not going to be Bond, so probably a horror thing. All right, more horror. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye.